the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome in Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing and more. A couple of the easy things we can talk about was last week and what happened on the markets and what does that mean? I like looking backwards sometimes so we can look forward. I think we can learn a lot about what Wall Street is expecting. Stock market got tripped up last week. When there was talk of impeachment entering the mix, yet the market didn't fall flat on its face. As Chumbo Wumbo once said, I get knocked down, but I get up again. On the contrary, though, it soon found that the balance and you know put everything together, another buy-the-dip response, it was kind of nice. So 1.8% decline on Wednesday was followed by a combined 1.1% gain on Thursday. Uh, when all is said and done, the S&P 500 just dipped just four-tenths of a percent last week. That's not bad, given all the negative tone and political headlines that were being thrown out there. And you get complete underperformance from the transports and the financials. Two sectors that I like to see lead the market. Why do I like them to see them lead the market? Because financials are tied to everything. You have an auto loan. You've got a credit card loan. You've got things along those lines, right? In my my opinion. Um, so you got small business loans. You've got mortgage loans. Banks, when they're lending, their stocks should be doing well. Their lending standards have gone way up in the last nine years. And uh, the loans that are out there aren't so bad. I don't think we've got any financial crisis coming anytime soon. Famous last words. Um, and then you want the transports to do well because they're tied towards planes, trains, and automobiles. We take planes to do business. We take planes to do pleasure and take our money on an, into that economy. Uh, we use trains to transport cars, autos, uh, coal, clothes, um, basically anything that a truck doesn't pull. And, uh, you know, we use planes, trains, and automobiles, right? So you get the idea. When transports 
are higher, it's a good sign. Not definitely the end-all, be-all, but it's a good sign. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty positive on that kind of stuff. Um, what we saw on Wall Street last week, pretty positive. Not like jump up and down. Uh, but if the market's going to go higher, you really need the financials and transports to do well. You don't need just to buy on the debt mentality. You need kind of leadership. So right now the markets are idling near record highs. They've been restrained by narrow leadership. So, you know, Apple's a big part of the S&P 500. Apple's a big part of the Dow. If Apple's having a good year, those markets could have a good year. Take Apple out. Maybe they're having a bad year, right? Today we see all three markets start off in the green. Doesn't mean they'll end up in the green. You see crude oil moving higher. Uh, oil sitting at $50, $51 a barrel. Uh, but everything's kind of moving higher. The 10-year treasury, silver, gold, silver, and gold. Um, hey, it's a talking snowman. Uh, they're also 2000 doing nicely. So there's very little volatility. So the market's engine is running again. And it's moving us higher. Now, it kind of sounds like that Toyota Prius engine that's very, very quiet. Not a Harley Davidson hog. You know, motorcycle. Uh, we're not there. Um, production cuts at an OPEC, non-OPEC meeting later this week have propped up oil. Some headlines out there today. Ford has fired their CEO. Stocks underperformed. Um, I believe that there's an argument to be made that we've hit peak auto as far as car sales per year. And from here on, it's kind of like, let's fight for market share. And there'll be a couple years where we go lower, a couple years where we go lower, a couple years where we go lower, and then there'll be some growth. But I got an email from someone a couple weeks ago saying, you know, I think Ford stocks got about ready to rocket higher. And what's interesting about that is sometimes when you fire a CEO, stock moves higher. Um, sometimes when you fire a CEO, the stock moves lower. It's why you're doing it. In this case, the stock's underperformed. Uh, company's got a nice, big, fat dividend yield. Um, but then again, they're not going to sell more cars. They're going to have to like figure out ways to save more money in selling more car, uh, selling same cars. Um, and they also need to figure out competition, how to not let companies like uh, Tesla take away from them. So... 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about today, we can talk about. Um, Huntsman and Clarion are going to be tying up in a $14 billion all-stock merger of equals. North Korea conducted another missile test. Um, I My politics on that one is take the guy out. But that's just me. If you've got two or three dictators in the world who are causing problems for the world, take them out for the world. The Trump administration has a budget proposal coming up this week. That's expected on Tuesday. It's expected to slash billions out of mandatory programs. Um, and that's got some people a little freaked out, which I totally understand. Um, so Trump's budget proposal comes out Tuesday. It's expected to cut $1.7 trillion from mandatory programs. Not billions, trillions. 
Um, cuts include a whopping $193 billion from food stamps over the coming decade, a cut of over 25%, uh, implemented by cutting back eligibility and imposing additional work requirements. Um, what sort of nation do we want to be? You know, do we want to be a nation that helps our poor? Do we want to be a nation that motivates our poor? Do we want to be a nation that punishes our poor? Uh, I was born into a family that expected me to go to college. I am very, very lucky. Because when I was 18, I, did, I had not figured out what I wanted to do with my life. So we also get a House Oversight Committee on May 24th to investigate Trump-Comey interactions. So that's coming up in two days. You get the release of the FOMC minutes for the May 23rd, uh, May 2nd, 3rd meeting on Wednesday. That's coming up. Um, so the minutes are going to tell us, what, what were you thinking? Well, we're, I don't know. We're kind of crazy. This economy is doing great. We should, this economy is doing horrible. So all the Federal Reserve presidents get together in San Francisco says, hey, Dallas, how are you doing? And Dallas says, hey, Boston, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Uh, we get the CBO budget, uh, the Congressional Budget Office, releasing its score of the House's GOP health care replacement bill, where the Trump administration says, we did really well. We're going to save money over X amount of years. It's going to cost X amount of dollars over Y amount of years. Um, and then we get the OPEC, non-OPEC production meeting on Thursday. So that's what we have to look forward to. Tucked in between several speeches from Fed officials. It won't be lost on investors that Monday is a holiday next week. So Friday is going to be boring. Why have a three-day holiday when you could have a four-day holiday? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm pretty sure this is 21 Pilots. Yes. I'm a little tired this morning. I was watching American Music Awards last night, and they, American, the 21 Pilots won some sort of award for this song or some sort of award for being 21 Pilots. I was watching the show, and I was just... I was floored by how many artists I don't know. But also I was floored by how much commercialism is going into these award shows now. So like, and let's have the award announced by Comcast X1 Infinity's remote control. And, you know, the presenter would talk to the remote control because you can now talk to remote controls and say things like, hey, what's on sports? And then we'll show you what's on sports. Uh, Hey, who's the winner of the new artist? And then they pop up and show you it's 21 
Anyone? Uh, pilots. Um, it's that video that has the guy on the big wheel, the adult on the super big big wheel. So you've seen it, I think. Uh, where does this story go? I found myself just going. I kind of think I'd like to live in a world where I don't watch something that. Do you remember when baseball games were just baseball games with commercials? And now it's like, and this home run is brought to you by Coors Light, the king of all Coors Light, beers to wash your car with. Um, I'm not going to go there. And the seventh inning stretch is brought to you by Sleep Train. Because we all want trains in our sleep. So, I didn't think that idea out. Um, 800-516-1200. Exactly, that's exactly what you want to hear. So, anyway, where I'm going at with this is, as I'm getting older, I just, I kind of want to turn off all the the noise, because I was was watching a music show, and just commercial after commercial after commercial. Speaking of watching, um, Viacom, who owns channels like Comedy Central and MTV, is in advance talks to be part of a sports-free TV package that is going to be aimed at $10 to $20 a month. Uh, companies like Viacom and Discovery, which don't rely on sports rights, are totally in favor of it. So uh, ESPN alone costs $6.10 in carriage fees per subscriber. So companies like Viacom and Discovery, they don't you know, have that expensive of a you know, college football World Series. Um, and there's so much competition out there at this point in time that it's interesting. NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox have paid a lot for sports rights. They want no part of bundles that make sports seem less important. Um, cable networks they own are also out. Companies like FX USA and Fox News. That means the bundle that they're talking about for 10 to $20 a month would be Turner, Scripps, AMC, Viacom, Discovery. Something along those lines. Let's bring in Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez from the Real Estate Report. Mr. Mendez, how are you? Joining me now, Tony Mendez. BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. And good morning. And there's different ways to set up your portfolio. And one of them, to me, is, yeah, you want some dividend stocks. Um, one of those dividend stock categories is called REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts. So it's a real estate, and it's a trust, which means they don't pay taxes. So they pass on 90% of the profits of the business to the shareholder. So it, it yields a really nice dividend income compared to what rates are today. These stocks have wildly outperformed me because of it. But it's, I think it's the best way for the average person to own real estate. Yeah, it's lower risk. And I think a lot of people that look at real estate, especially if they've been around it for the last 10 years, have seen what can happen with risky properties. So a lot of people in California, I bet you you know somebody who bought a property in Phoenix or in Las Vegas and is still underwater yep. um, and still losing money. And, 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 and they're probably even keeping the property because they want to eventually get you know their money back. But uh, and, and REITs are a good option for somebody who doesn't want to expose himself to that risk. Uh, we were looking at some stats last night that uh, a couple of the indexes, the REIT indexes, are, are beating the S&P 500. And these are some of the things that you can't get away from as far as a numbers game. Um, they, they do return a lot of uh, dividends. Whether the stock is going up or down, you get those nice dividends. Uh, I own some REITs as part of my portfolio. It's a small percentage, but it's getting, you know, I, uh, my stock is down 50%, but I've already paid myself back with dividends. Um, so these are the kind of things that people can look at as an option to real estate 
especially if you're having difficulty finding a property or finding a down payment for a six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar property in the Bay Area and don't want to get into real estate out of state or Sacramento or Stockton. Uh, and then, you know, that's obviously an option, which I think we're going to talk about today because it's all about retirement. And does that re going to work for you? Do you want to get into real estate? Do you want to buy that property and then eventually sell it and, or maybe 1031 exchange into another property that's closer as it builds equity? There's a lot of strategies people use going into real estate, but I'm sorry, into retirement, but REITs are definitely one of those great options. I uh, have a friend who's in her, I guess almost mid thirties now. So who just had a kid. And her and her husband's portfolio was kind of ramshackle. It's a lot of cash. Um, and I'm like, you know, you could probably buy some REITs, and that's like buying real estate. You're never going to buy in California real estate. Her husband makes like 150. I'm like, you're if you want to buy, you're going to be buying a closet. And they just had a kid, and no one wants to have a kid in a closet per se. Um, so I think REITs are a real estate investment trusts, publicly traded, are a great way for the average person to go because you get real estate. You get maybe it's an office property or a hospital property or a movie theater chain or you could buy more retreats, which I don't like. Um, but you can get a business on top of real estate and that's you own it. And 100 shares is 100 shares. Yeah. And in a couple of months from now, when she finds out like her baby's teeth are all coming in sideways and it's going to be $9,000 to fix, she doesn't have to have a mortgage payment that she's worrying about towards her commercial property. She's got... Um, you know, their shares are shares. So yeah, it's it's also a good way to avoid if if you don't see the kind of appreciation into a, a real property, uh, the realty fees. You know, three to six percent is it's a pretty big chunk of your profit in the property, as opposed to putting it in a REIT where you're pretty liquid. I mean, yeah, you might pay some taxes, but you're liquid. You know, three to five days, you're you're done. You're out of you know back in cash. So it's it, it maybe is something that people test with. Maybe they put their down a little bit of their down payment or all of their down payment into there and just let it see see how that works and hopefully that can lead towards buying that house for a family that's making 150 in the Bay Area that's struggling. That's a that's a tough one. It's it's really hard to hear that hear you when you say that that 150 thousand dollars is going to have trouble buying a property in the Bay Area if they don't have a down payment. That's the whole key here. A lot of people do have down payments. A lot of people are cashing in stock options. A lot of people have already owned a house or they're getting gifted money from a family member or they're buying a family member's house, which we're seeing more often. Um, but that 150 with a lower down payment, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be very difficult. And uh, It's hard to hear that, though. In other parts of the world, like in Reno, they basically make you mayor for a year if you buy a house. So just any house. <laughs> so it's... Well, that's one of the reasons why it's Reno is the properties are going up so fast is because a lot of people saying, you know, it's a great destination. It's not Tahoe, but it's close enough to Tahoe and it's everything's cheap. You can buy a condo for 250, 300,000 and turn it into a rental and it might make sense. Anyway, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. There's nothing each other. Saying that you need me, babe. Right now, right now. Oh, now you're saying that you love me, love me, babe. 
1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Metal is found in 200,000 hot dogs. In Nathan's skinless 8B Franks. Metal. That's the least of my worries about what's in hot dogs. How about pig feet and pig butt? Uh, pig butt's not bad. But uh, how about some of the other things you find in hot dogs? Hot dogs are like, let's cut up a cow or a pig and use everything we can. Let's sell this as a steak. Let's sell this as a chop. What do we got left over? Oh, I see some toenails. Give that to the hot dog guy. Um, uh, you couldn't get me to eat. That's all I'll say. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, one of the things I want to talk about are like milestones. I want you to get 10 to 20 times your income before you're ready to retire. Um, by the time you're 30, I want you to have saved at least one times your income, maybe up to three times if you're trying to be ahead of the curve. I want you to put away 8 to 15% of your salary, closer to 15% uh, when you can. I want you to stash, stash extra cash. I want you to maximize earnings. I want you to look for a raise. I want you to look for a side gig. Um, I want you to open a taxable account so that you can have another bucket of income in retirement. I want you to talk to uh, your parents in your 30s and 40s. When you're in your 30s and 40s, talk to your parents about what their estate plans look like and what they're going to do. And you should start planning what your estate plan is going to look like down the road. In my opinion, uh, payday loans are on the decline. I think that's great. Um, payday loans are the lifesavers that drown you in debt. I think that's uh, kind of the best way of saying that. Fines and regulatory scrutiny over high rates and deceptive practices shattered payday loans stores across the United States. I know that they serve a group of people that don't like banking or can't do banking. So it's kind of discriminatory to say, you know, hey, you can't pay up to 25% a week to borrow money. Um, I get it. 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 Uh, but I think it's it's just a... we got to figure out something better. Consumer spending on payday loans, both at storefront and online, has fallen by a third since 2012 to $6.1 So... Installment loans are not the answer. Um, Americans still want small dollar credit, uh, but being in the hole longer isn't the way to do it. Ford CEO Mark Fields is out. What a horrible position to be in. You can't win, you can't lose. Uh, Some people want Ford to be the old-fashioned car maker that they've always been, pay a nice dividend, have a nice fleet of cars. Some people want them to be the next Tesla. Uh, You can see that that could become quite a problem. Uh, for the CEO, uh, when your stock's down 30% since you were hired, and Tesla stock is up, you know, 30% in some weeks, 
uh, you're going to get fired by the board that wants you to be more progressive and futuristic. Uh, you've got more resources than those guys do. You've got more cash flow. You've got a bigger audience. And why don't you be just like them? With that said, it is what it is. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton talk a little financial planning, shall we? Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. He manages wealth for clients, newfocusfinancial.com. Let's talk a little bit of mutual funds. And maybe let's take the angle of the introductory to a mutual fund. What do we need to know? Well, I think it's a matter of comparing apples and apples. Okay. Um, you know, with the whole idea of index investing and job local from Vanguard, um, people got almost too fee sensitive. I mean, it's very important to look at fees when it comes to mutual funds, but people look at a large cap fund and see, or an an ETF, which now has four basis points. So four tenths of 1%, you can invest in the entire market through things like iShares. Um, And so then they look at an international fund and see fees of around 1% or more. And they think, oh, I'm not going to touch that international fund. The issue is, is that yeah, that international funds are already just going to have higher fees because you, you want boots on the ground in those countries that they're investing in. You want to have the analysts know the companies, visit the management, things like that. So there's already more cost. So fees, when you look at the returns, especially if you're using Morningstar.com as a tool, the returns are net of fees. So you have to realize that. Sometimes you get what you pay for when it comes to fees. So what I like to concentrate on, what I always talk about, is when I'm investing in a broad sh- stroke of large-cap U.S. stocks – and large cap or in mid cap U.S. stocks, that's where I really, really like to use index funds or ETFs, right? Um, or if I'm in a positive market for bonds where interest rates are steady and or coming down and all bonds look fairly attractive, index funds or ETFs are a good way to go there. When it comes to small cap international emerging markets or any alternative investments, you can, if you do the homework, find the funds that outperform the indexes. And what I mean by that is if you look at a, an index that's in you know, China, for example, a lot of times you look at that index and say, really, I don't want to own all of those companies that are in that index. I want a manager to be much more specific. So that's why I think managed funds in small cap, international emerging markets make more sense than index funds. Can I slow you down a bit? Sure. What does return net of fees mean? Well, so when you're seeing a return, um, you know, let's say you look at a, a international index fund, like the MSCI index, and the return is 16%, but you see a managed mutual fund where the return for 2012 was 15 or 16% or 17, 18%. It, it, those returns are showing you net of the fees. It's your real return. Okay. Um, so it has the fees built into the them. fees are built into the return, and but people still they look at the return and then they see the fees. Even though the return is lower, they say, "Oh, the fees much lower, so I'm going to buy that fund." That's not necessarily the right thing to do. It's a bad way to shop. Yeah, no. uh, shopping on price tag alone sometimes you get lower quality. No, shopping on the way the the real way to shop for managed mutual funds too is is you look at you know three, five, and ten year average returns. Yep. And then you look at consistency. You look at items like know what standard deviation means. If a fund has the two funds have the same uh, longer term returns, look at the standard deviation. The one with the lower standard deviation has more consistency, less volatility. Um, and then look at how long the manager's been there. Make sure the manager or the management team has been in place for the length of the track record. Um, because too many funds change when they get a new person at the helm. And it's interesting 
for me to look at 10 year returns in large part because you're just, you, you fired today, you're like one, three, five, 10 years. To me, 10 years means how did it do after 9-11? How did it do with Bush's president? How did it do with Obama's president? How did it do with uh, the 2008 market correction? How did it do with their recovery? Did it out, did it outperform in good times? Did it underperform in bad times? Like, I need to know this stuff, or at least I need to think about it so I know I'm educated going into a uh, purchase. Yeah, and you need to see what happened. Did, did they make big bets to get the returns? In other words, you want to look at the funds and, and realize what their you know annual holdings tend to be. They report to you on a quarterly basis, and if you start seeing too much weight in a certain sector where they're trying to make big bets to make up for mediocre returns – that's when you get a little bit wary of the fund and say, okay, well, they're they're just trying to catch up and they're taking on too much risk. What do we need to know about alpha and beta of mutual funds? Well, beta is how how much risk, well, how much movement you're going to have versus whatever index it's following. So if you have a large cap fund and it has a beta of one, if the market moves up 5%, your fund's probably going to move up 5%. If it moves down 10%, your fund's probably going to move down 10%. Beta of less than one means it, it moves a little bit less. So as the closer you get to retirement, the more you want to pay attention to the beta because you want exposure in those areas, but you want lower beta, lower volatility because you're drawing on your portfolio. Typically, uh, dividend-paying stocks that increase their dividends have a little bit lower beta in the long run, and that's why you focus more on that towards retirement. Alpha is a measurement of are you being compensated for the ex- extra risk that you're taking. So when you can run a portfolio through, say, Morning Morningstar, and you're overweighting in small cap, mid cap, emerging markets and taking on more risk, are you truly being compensated for that risk? And that's important, the the more money that you have. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. He manages wealthy clients. You can learn more information about him at newfocusfinancial.com. So I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find out more about Chad and I, and we have a relationship at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. We did, a, did a, two sets of seminars this weekend, one on wealth accumulation and one on wealth preservation. Um, we kind of, I kind of think that way. I think that there's two types of investors. Um, some worthy of note, he does a show every Monday and Tuesday from 2 to 3, 2 to 3 here on KDOW. Facebook leaked some documents, um, or some Facebook documents leaked. That show how the social media company moderates issues such as hate, speech, terrorism, pornography, self-harm, other things. Uh, some new challenges such as revenge porn have overwhelmed Facebook's moderators. Uh, boy and girl date, boy and girl take inappropriate videos, uh, boy and girl break up, and one of the other post-inappropriate videos. Um, how can we police all of that? So when the company reviews more than 6.5 million reports of fake news, just fake news alone, uh, how are we going to police, you know, me get on Facebook Live and, you know, doing one of those crazy things like, I don't know, pulling down my pants, mooning the world. Uh, can we police it? Should we police it? It's a big question. Um, and trying to read and moderate these rules like on sexual content, are very complex and confusing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. My number two.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, 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 investing in more. Uh, kind of got really bummed that Chris Cornell got so depressed on, I think, Adderall. One of the symptoms of Adderall says uh, it may cause suicidal thoughts. Contact a doctor. And I think when you're suicidal, you're probably not thinking, ring, 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 doc, I'm not feeling so good. Um, depression's one of those things that... that I don't think Americans know a lot about. I know we're really good at taking antidepressants, us in France. Uh, we eat them like candy. But anytime you fix a symptom, you cause a reaction. So if your body's not making enough X and you block X, uh, or if you create a path to X, you're creating something that there's a reaction. We haven't really quite figured out all of our medications in this world to be symptom-free and or complication-free. And it kind of makes sense I, to me, but some doctor will probably listen right now, but, oh, no, no, you are so wrong. Um, but Chris Cornell, I was, I was a little bummed, so I was you know, going through a lot of his uh, performances that he did, and uh, I'm not, I wasn't bummed. I was just, it, it makes no sense, right? Someone who's 52 years old, has a family, apparently has everything, loves music, has the gift of, of being able to do music, um, he changed the Billy Jean signature, uh, key signature, and made it a gospel song, and he did that one during his live shows, and he thought he was going to do a bust on, you know, his audience and Michael Jackson. But it turns out he was like, whoa, that song's pretty powerful. It's about, you know, the dad not taking responsibility, or is the dad taking responsibility? And the uh, woman is, you know, dad says the child's not mine. But the one that got me the most was uh, listening to him do a live performance of a remake of Prince's Since You've Been Gone. Um, go, go YouTube it. I mean, I, I give you permission to do that anytime you want at this point in time because uh, I think it's all that and more. Nothing compares to you by Prince Chris Cornell. And type in uh, Sears. Well, you just put in Chris Cornell. Uh, nothing compares to you and you'll find it. So that's one of the things I like about YouTube is if you want to get some... Uh, great alternatives to the, what's on television. They're out there. So they're out there. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's run through some of the top stories, shall we? Um, Ford CEO Mark Fields is out and it looks like a coup. Ford announced the departure of CEO Mark Fields. Some industry experts are calling it a takeover from within. Ford shares have fallen by nearly 40% since he took over three years ago at the peak of the auto industry's recovery. Auto sales are now starting to slip, so profit margins are trailing those of other large rivals like General Motors. Ford's market cap is roughly $43 billion. Listen to this. Ford's market cap is $43 billion. GM's market cap, $49 billion. Tesla, $51 billion. What's that tell you what Wall Street thinks about the future? I don't understand the Granite Expo commercial where everyone's dancing. If anyone could explain that to me, I don't get it. Trump's budget comes out on Tuesday. And I think this is going to be a big one. Uh, that's one of the magazines that I used to peruse as a kid, big ones. Um, which is a very good thing. Which is a very, very good thing. I also like a magazine called Jugs. But that was all about 
17th century pottery. Um, and sometimes they'd, you know, go back in the Adriatic Sea and find like 16th century pottery. And I was always loving that, that magazine when it came monthly. So Trump's budget comes out, Trump's budget comes out on Tuesday. I love that sound bite. $1.7 trillion is supposed to be ex- cut from mandatory programs. Um, it's going to include $1.7 trillion over 10 years in cuts from mandatory programs. Uh, that includes cuts to pensions for federal workers and higher contributions towards those pension benefits, as well as cuts to refundable tax credits paid to the working poor. Cuts include a whopping $193 billion from food stamps over the coming decade, a cut of 25%. Uh, cutting back on eligibility and imposing more additional work requirements. Um, the fleshed-out proposal follows up an unpopular partial release in March that targeted some domestic agency cuts and foreign aid, both cutting on average 10-plus percent. Um, there's a, f- a word that Representative Mike Conway, a Texas Republican, said, uh, we think it's wrong-headed. Wrong-headed, I like that word. Um, I'll just leave that. Let's see what happens tomorrow when he releases that budget. Trump signed a big, massive, uh, a lot of people think he got out of town last week and went to the Middle East to get away from his heated up Comey impeachment calls. Um, So he heads off to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, and um, he is throwing, he got a $110 billion investment deal with Saudi Arabia. Now, a lot of people think Saudi Arabia did this because... um, during the campaign, Trump wasn't very nice to Saudi Arabia. And this is Saudi Arabia giving a kind of an olive branch saying, we are your friends. But um, so Boeing, Blackstone, uh, most of the defense contractors are leading the market today. Amazon Prime Air pilots are heading to the shareholders meeting tomorrow. Uh, Fifty pilots are going to try to protest at the Amazon shareholders meeting, basically saying that their pay is 50 to 60 percent the rest of the industry. That's pretty brutal. Uh, if that's true, I don't know the details. But the company is trying to build out an end-to-end supply chain to control every aspect of freight delivery and storage. Um, and it's moving to provide faster and faster service to Prime members. And pilots are saying, no, you don't pay us enough. If you bought $100 of Bitcoin seven years ago, it would be worth $72.9 million. Someone bought a pizza for ultimately... Um, 10,000 bitcoins, that would be worth a ton of money today. Um, millions. 72 million? 72 million. So, um, that's not right, but close. Ringling Brothers, some things must end. Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus stages their final greatest show ever after 146 years. I'm good with that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.